Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. What a great year. We're kicking off 2020. Every show I'm going to be talking about this 30th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. How awesome is that? What a celebratory year we'll have. And I, therefore, you know, hey, Yoshiko Dart, this is it. This is the year you and Justin worked on getting that ADA, and we love you. And you know, I'm thinking about you every single show. Hi, Mark. Oh, my goodness. Four years now. Four years, Hi, Mark, has been the lead sponsor of this show. How amazing is that? David Holmberg, Deb Rice, Karen Hanlon, uh, Cindy Hunderfein, just so dedicated to uh, disability. So thank you. You're just always there. And to my uh, special, special, special wishes to all the countries that listen to this show. 17 listeners, 17, I mean, 17 countries we have listeners. And Australia, you have really been zooming up there with listeners. So while I talk about you, I just want to tell you that you are in our thoughts and prayers in America with the horrific fires you have been going through. So we're thinking about you. We're supporting you uh, financially. We believe in you. And I just wanted to say we're there with you. Well, 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 I have one of my favorite people on the show today. I love when I have one of my favorite people because then it's so easy for me to talk about how awesome they are in so many ways. And that would be Charlie LaValle, the CEO of Variety the Children's Charity, and just the most awesome awesome person that just loves what he does, has that passion, and loves these children with disabilities. So, Charlie, my close friend, welcome to the show. Joyce, thank you. And I would be remiss not to start the bat off. It was great that the American Disabilities Act was passed 30 years ago. But what you and the whole Bender team exemplify is how to drive it into action. The law is great but it really needs to lead people with disabilities to those jobs that you champion and to having the fullest life and to being able to get out and participate in life. So while the law was great, the implementation and the effects, what Bender Consulting does to get people with disabilities jobs, and as you always say, not pity, but the opportunity to really themselves carve out their own full life, congratulations to you and the Bender team for all that you have done to really make ADA a reality in America and thus go go to other parts of the world with the leadership of people like Tony Coelho. Well, you know what? It really, it, that's where the rubber meets the road, is employment. Uh, and we need 
a whole group of people working together like Charlie with all of us to make it happen. But thank you very much, Charlie. But we're here to talk about you. So how about if you share a little bit about your background, including your time at The Caring Place? Sure. Well, I'm a native uh, Pittsburgher and uh, proud of that. And, you know, being a native Pittsburgh, I think we really feel in Western Pennsylvania a commitment to each other. And those were some of the values I grew up with. It really was about neighbor helping neighbor, as simple as that sounds. And I was fortunate to spend uh, 20 years at the Highmark Caring Foundation, and we had a couple major initiatives. One was the first um, program for uninsured children in the nation after we lost 140,000 manufacturing jobs in western Pennsylvania in the 80s, which you remember. And that program we replicated in 25 states through a federal grant, and it became the model for the Pennsylvania State Children's Health Insurance Program, which in turn became the model for the uh, federal uh, children's Health Insurance Program, which has helped 100 million children. And I think what a great model when people look back and think about it. out of adversity in western Pennsylvania, they created a model. Who knew that it was going to um, go that big? But it's a good example of when we all come together, like we're talking about for people with disabilities and kids with disabilities. When we come together and unite um, we can really uh, make a dramatic difference. And the other thing we did at Highmark when I was there, we created um, the Highmark Caring Place, which is a center for grieving children, adolescents, and their families. Another unmet need, really. We don't really come to grips with what it's like for kids to have a death, even though one out of five will have a significant death before they graduate high school. And I think so great of Highmark being a health insurer at that time to, it was great to do uninsured kids, but how terrific for an insurer, a health insurer, to pave the way and create a model for the nation in terms of how grieving children are served. So I have strong feelings, as you do, for all that Highmark did and grateful for those 20 years and, and happy now to be at Variety, focused on kids with disabilities. Yeah, I agree with you uh, about Highmark. And you know, I'll tell you what, it's funny how you remember different things, Charlie. I remember, you know, when you were at the Caring Place telling me different stories because, of course, these are children uh, that have lost a parent at a young age. And uh, one of the stories I remember is you telling me that some of the children would like to get in a box and pretend that they were like in a time machine and go back in time when their f- parents were alive. And you know what? That stayed with me. That one story stayed with me. And, uh, you know, what you did and how many people you helped is phenomenal. And still, so I just had phenomenal. a good example of it recently. You, you know, of course, you know our son Daniel, who's uh, 32 and has an almost four year old. Well, his brother died 25 years ago, which was the catalyst after Mr. Rogers talked to me about it. But Daniel, out of the blue, Josh has been dead 25 years. Out of the blue recently said to me, Dad, how do you think Josh would be as an uncle? So, you know, kids carry it even as they become adults. Uh, It's not as acute. It's not as sharp. It's not as dark, some of the grief. But out of the blue, how do you think my brother would be as an uncle? It was a good reminder to me. 
uh, of grief and its impact um, on kids' lives. Yeah. Well, you mentioned someone that, you know, on social media, we have been talking about how this person uh, was a mentor, and that is Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, um, who here we have a movie now, but you know what? He's known throughout the world, and we are so, have always been so proud that he came right here and lived in Pittsburgh and did his show from here. What what impact, Charlie, did he have on your life? Well, we were um, so blessed to be friends. When I count the blessings of my life, I will always count my relationship um, with Fred Rogers. And um, I'll give you two kind of quick little anecdotes to illustrate him. One was on um, kind of a funny side. He was the first one in to the hospital to see Daniel when he was born. And the nurse says to me, can I get his autograph? And I said, well, swear that you won't tell anybody he's here. She did. She didn't tell anybody. She was good to her word. She told everybody. We had every nurse in the hospital <laughs> in the room, not to see the baby, which was important to me, but to see Mr. Rogers. So, But then kind of a really incredible example, and this happened both with uninsured kids and grieving kids, but we did a 30-second television spot that he was on talking about if you have a death, to go to the caring place if you were a child, right? to the child and the surviving family. So this eight-year-old sees the television spot. His dad has died. He turns to his mom and says, Mom, if Mr. Rogers says he should go the caring, we should go the caring place, we should. So the mom and the eight-year-old who's lost his dad go to the caring place. Makes a dramatic difference for both of them because you can help grieving children through helping the child and the parent. So I call, I call him up on the phone and I tell him the story. And then I say to him, when did you meet this boy? He says to me, you know I never met him. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I said, well, when did you talk to him? Certainly you talked to him on the phone. He got a little slightly irritated with me. He said, you know I never talked to him on the phone. I said, oh, so let me get this right. This eight-year-old, when his dad dies, at the bottom of his life falls out, he's willing to go to some place, he doesn't know where it is, to be with some people, he doesn't know who they are. Because you, in a 30-second television spot, said to go, and he goes, and it changes his life. But I said, how did it happen? Because when he was three, four, and five, you gained his trust when he was a preschooler. And I said, Fred, that is a life well lived to gain the trust of children. So, I mean, there could we could spend a whole hour and ten more talking about him, and we were... All of us blessed in in Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania and really throughout the country and the world to have someone who was so dedicated uh, to children. He would love what you and I are doing now as you a board member at Variety. He would love what we're doing to give kids the opportun- with disabilities oh, the opportunity oh, to would, live life would, to the fullest. He would love it. No, no question about it. All right, folks. Well, right now we're going to get ready to go to break. But before we do, I want to tell you about um, another sponsor of the show. And we're so excited to have them this year as a new sponsor. And that is My Employment Options. Lori Adler, thank you so much. My Employment Options is a sponsor of the show also. Uh, And you know what? 
every company or organization that does this is making a difference in the lives of people with disabilities. So with that, we're going to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Charlie LaValle, the Chief Executive Officer of Variety, the children's charity located right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice with Disability Matters. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We are talking to Charlie LaValle, the CEO of Variety, the children's charity. You know, I know I've said a lot about Charlie, but another thing I have to tell you is that he's the real deal. You know that? He's not someone that just goes out and talks about it. Oh, he lives this 24 by 7. He really does. Um, And by the way, Charlie, what is your, uh, the email, Variety, if you want to make a donation? Well, people can do it right through our website, varietypittsburgh.org. And it's good that we're talking about this since you have listeners um, from 17 countries. You know, Variety was founded in Pittsburgh, but there's a Variety Australia, for example. You were mentioning Variety Australia. So, you know, we're welcome to uh, have people go on our website as we talk a little more, especially anybody who's listening in our region right now in Pennsylvania. Um, in the counties we serve in Pennsylvania, it might uh, change their lives through some of the adaptive equipment we provide to kids with disabilities. But I would encourage people, they could check Variety International. Like, there's Variety chapters in Asia and Middle East, Europe, North America, South America. They can People can check uh, to find out where Variety um, is. And that would be uh, info at variety.org. So... Um, you know, it's wonderful, again, with that principle that out of uh, tragedy, good can come. So people can um, check in and see if they're listing somewhere around the world, see if there's a variety chapter or tent, so to speak, we're called in um, their part of the world. Wow. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? Because it started right here in Pittsburgh. 
Just <laughs> yeah. so many great things started right here in Pittsburgh. You know, I am a hardcore Pittsburgher, I've got to tell you. And one of the main reasons <laughs> is the people. The people. I mean, this is the most giving city, of course. I love everything about Pittsburgh. I love, you know, the city. I love the arts. I love the food. Um, I love the sports. But I love that Pittsburghers are very giving. You know, they really are. Um, I just, I love it. This this is my city. I love this city. Um, and Charlie, you were talking about variety. And I know we do, ha- in a few minutes, have something so exciting for our listeners to hear about. But first, Variety the Children's Char- Charity. How about if you tell us about the organization and what the programs offer? Sure. Thank you so much. <clears throat> well, Variety of the Children's Charity, based out of Pittsburgh, our focus is kids with disabilities, enabling them to live life to the fullest and not be sitting watching everybody else, but really to be actively engaged. And we have three major programs. My Bike, which provides adaptive bikes to kids with disabilities who can't ride a typical bike. And instead of being left out, um, these bikes are expensive. They're sponsored by the community, but it enables kids to do something very simple and very typical, which is ride a bike with their siblings and their friends and not have to be sitting on the porch uh, watching. And then we provide adaptive strollers through the My Stroller program, and that one is one that really um, surprised me. And I can give some stories as we have time to illustrate it, but... You know, we have kids who are runners. Like I had a grandmother who couldn't take her grandson out, and she didn't want to travel to Paris. She just wanted to go get ice cream together. But he he would run across the street. She couldn't keep him safe. But in this adaptive stroller, uh, out the two of them can go now and just have ice cream together or whatever it is. Many of our families, when they have mobility challenges, sometimes what happens, it breaks up the family. Dad takes out the kids who are typical. Mom has to stay home with a child who has disabilities. Well, that's not what we want for our kids and families. We want them to fully participate in life. And then the final program is the My Voice program, which provides a communication device to kids who are nonverbal or have a communication disorder. And I think that's where the greatest uh, capacity for change can happen, in at least in Pennsylvania and in the United States. And I think what happens is I have a sister-in-law who has Down syndrome. She's 51. But I think, and Joyce, you could certainly speak to this, but I think unless you have a disability or have someone in your family who has a disability, people just don't have any idea of the challenges. And what we have to do is really take away the hiddenness of the challenges of disabilities and we all have challenges. I mean, if Fred Rogers run, he'd say some people have a, a trouble managing their anger. Do we say they have an anger disability? No, we all have challenges in life. That's just the way it is. Um, but I think for the people you and I are concerned about every day, um, the average person that, that has just no idea, like um, on this communication, uh, my voice program, uh, we have a four-year-old who... Um, The mom said to me, Charlie, let me illustrate it for everybody. The preschool teacher calls her, says to her, could you come to school? Your daughter, something's not right. I don't know what it is because she's nonverbal, but I know her and she's not right. Mom goes over. She can't figure it out. Mom rushes her to the pediatrician. The pediatrician 
can't figure it out. takes over four days, three doctor visits, and a full body scan till they figured out that this little four-year-old, sweet little girl, had a fractured leg. I don't think the average person has any idea when you're raising a child who is nonverbal the incredible impact that is in every aspect of the family's life, not just the child, but the whole family. And um, so we're really fortunate. Um, it's incredible the things we're seeing um, that we're a part of, and and um, these families are changing our lives. Yeah, they are. They are changing our lives. Um, and, I mean, I see it. I've... I've witnessed it. And if you are in this region, in November, we have uh, a gala, and it is fantastic. But you know what's the most important thing at that gala? I mean, it's beautiful. It's at uh, Heinz, Heinz Field, thanks to our chair, Mike Schneck, a former stealer. Although when I said that to him, he said, no. A stealer, sort of like a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. But <laughs> anyway, um, the bit, you know, the, the real big thing is seeing these kids on their bikes or seeing them use uh, the uh, speaking device. And we have such an incredibly special gift for people living in our region. And listen, if you're listening to this show, and, you know, you're thinking, oh, no, I wish so-and-so had heard this. Remember, the show's on demand, Apple, Spotify, BenderConsult.com, Voice America. Actually, more people listen to the show on demand, going back and back and back because of work, than they do live. But if you're listening right now, you've got to tell people about this. You've got to. So, Charlie, I'm going to give you the pleasure of talking about this incredible, wonderful offering that Variety has. Well, it's funny you mentioned the gala in my voice, because I don't know if you will remember the mom. Her name was Christina. Her son, Liam, has a communication device and a bike. And he rode the adaptive bike in that parade in front of the 480 people. And then mom shared this story um, he's five now, but when he was going to kindergarten at four, and, um, you know, he was young, and um, she worried since he was nonverbal what was going to happen the first day of school. And um, so, you know, the bus driver didn't know him yet, and she was all anxious about it. And so what happened was on the way home from school, he fell asleep, and the bus driver didn't know he was on the bus asleep. So the bus drives past the stop. Mom's waiting. Doesn't stop. She's panicked. Calls the school. Calls the police. The bus driver gets notified. He finds Liam on the bus, who gets out his communication device and tells the bus driver his name, his address, and his mom's cell phone. And they were united pretty quickly. But Mom said, Charlie, that was the longest 10, 15 minutes of my life waiting until he got back home. But she sends me, Joyce, you'll love this. She sends me a picture, a video last night of Liam because he's progressing using his speak, his communication device, his talker, so to speak, many, many of the families call it. He sang his uncle last night. She sent it to me right afterwards. 
he sang with his own voice happy birthday to his uncle for the first time. Oh. Sang happy birthday. And it's, I'll have to send it to you. It's the most beautiful little thing. He's the cutest guy. And, um, but, you know, she was just beaming with joy last night. I called her right after I saw the video. And we celebrated that he is making progress from very few words to the device, to his own voice. And so, you know, talk about giving um, kids the opportunity to discover their potential because you and I have talked about that if these children can start early and start using the communication device, whether that's what they have all their life or it leads to them being able to use their own voice, but who knows what new technology will be created, like you said to me. Who knows if they have a start, this might lead to their employment. So I just think it's so great that we're intervening early, early intervention, and getting these kids communicating as early as possible. Um, Because tragically, what we hear is from the parents over and over again, that their kids, when they can't communicate, and this is hard to hear, they pound their fists into their head, or sometimes before mom and dad can stop them, they run and pound their head off the wall because they're so frustrated because they can't get to be understood. So we have a phenomenal opportunity through providing communication devices um, to change the direct, not only the right now, um, uh, but the future. And like I was kidding you that day, we talked about it. How cool would it be if kids were giving devices to now at age four are later placed in a job by Bedrick Consulting? Oh, I mean, that would yeah. just be the most awesome thing, I yes. think, to go in that way. You know, Total, you know you've what, done to- with so many people with technology. Yeah, total freedom. We have a couple things here, so um, we're not going to go to break yet. We are in a few minutes going to do our advocacy matters. But first, we've had a caller on the line, uh, so I want to, you know, bring her on. Eileen, are you on? I am. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Joyce? Good. I think Good. I know that voice. Joyce, you know this caller. I know this caller, yes, and I am so appreciative this caller called into the show. Eileen, do you have some comments you would like to share uh, in general and with or with Charlie? I do. I have some comments in general just about variety. Okay. I was fortunate enough about 20 years ago to learn about variety through one of my son's uh, physical therapists, and he was three. And we really needed the services they offered then. And then over the years, we've become the variety family. And the last three programs, my son's been a part of all three of them. He's got the uh, bicycle. Excuse me, could you show his in name, the Labor parade. I'm sorry, his name's Jacob. <laughs> so oh, Jacob yeah. has the variety yeah. bicycle. Yeah. And he rides it in the Labor Day parade and throws out candy. And he also has a communication device, which he tells the funniest jokes on. (laughs) And he has a stroller that we use to transport everywhere now. We took it on an airplane to go to Florida to play in the Disabled Fest-led hockey tournament last year. And we actually got to go to the beach the first time he's ever been to the beach because the power chair won't go through the sand. So we took a stroller. 
and I sent Charlie a picture of the stroller at the shoreline empty because we were able to get Jacob into the water. That is so awesome. You know what I love about this? It's all about inclusion. Exactly. He rides his bike all the time. We go down on the uh, Great Allegheny Passage as often as we can. He uses it to raise money for other charities by doing 5Ks on his bicycle. And now he's a part of something. One of his goals at his job site is to use his iPad for seven minutes to talk to somebody else that works there because he doesn't always remember to have a conversation or communicate because he hadn't for so long. Right. And now one of his goals is to communicate for seven minutes without being cued. That is so awesome. That You know what I like what you said about the jokes, telling the jokes? See, people mm-hmm. don't realize when you don't have a voice, so many things you're, you, you know, you're not included in. And to right. be able to even have a sense of humor, tell jokes, you know, that is just so awesome. I love that. So what do you think? We didn't know he we, had a sense of humor. We, we never knew that he had a sense of humor until we got an iPad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. So Eileen, and now he's the life of the party. (laughs) So Eileen, what do you think about Charlie? Oh, he's not this chief executive officer. He's the chief excitement officer. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) He gives it. He Charlie, you give it a hundred percent. I've never met anybody so involved as you, so caring as you, and just looking out for everybody. Joyce, we I appreciate you. Jacob. We appreciate you, Joyce. Oh, thank you, Joyce. Thanks. I call Jacob the ambassador because he really shows. And to back to the point of your sponsor of the show, Highmark, Jacob and Eileen came with me to a Highmark meeting one time with four hundred people, and he told jokes with his communication device, and so motivated those four hundred people, they raised um, uh, enough money, forty thousand dollars for 35 other kids to get communication devices. And I'll never forget getting down, looking right in Jacob's eyes and saying to him that he did it, that because he had a device, people could realize he was funny and he was smart, but I wasn't anything I did. And, you know, Jacob proudly tells people now through his communication device, he got 35 other kids a device. Does it really get any better than that in life? Jacob did it. He's, he receives, but then he makes sure other kids get help, too. He's the best. The ambassador, I call him. Yeah, he Yeah, is. he aged out of the program because he's 23 now, but he is still as much a part of it as he ever was. Now we, we uh, utilize his skills in the communication device and the bike riding to spread the word and to help raise money and give back because that matters. That's what it's all about. It is. And you know what? Joyce, I could we just I, say to Eileen, I think what's hidden in this sometime is, you know, we thank the doctors and they're terrific and we thank all the therapists, but we forget to recognize sometimes the parents, moms like Eileen, who are 1,000% committed to enabling their kids 
to have the best life possible and discover their potential. And um, it would be unfortunate to Eileen to not want to recognize you and all the moms and dads and brothers like your son, Evan, who's so great with Jacob, too, and so committed to him. You guys are doing it. We just want to be the helpers and give you the tools or, you know, what Joyce is doing, paving the way for employment. But we're with you. But we, we really, we admire you. Yeah, I want to say I, I want to say the same thing. I agree with you, uh, Charlie. You know what I always say, Eileen? Give me the mother of a child with a disability, and I'm going to knock down barriers because they have passion beyond anyone that I work with. And by the way, before I go, tell Evan I said hi. <laughs> I will, and without you two and programs like this. You make it easy for us. So thank well, you. Well, you're welcome. And you, thank you for calling in, and you have a great day. You too. Thank you. See you, Eileen. Well, also... How great was that? Oh, that is awesome. Well, you know, on the half hour, sorry we're a little bit late here, but that caller was so special I didn't want to cut her off. We have... Perry Jude Radisick, every show with Advocacy Matters. One of my other favorite people, Perry Jude Radisick, is a national disability rights leader from the Pennsylvania Disability Rights uh, of PA, and we have her with us right now. Perry, how are you today? Hey, Joyce, I'm great, and I've really enjoyed the show. I, I tuned in earlier and uh, really... Uh, Great job and a great guest and great conversation. Thank you so much, Perry. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, Joyce, uh, there are always a, a lot to talk about uh, nationally and, uh, and, and true in Pennsylvania, too. And so the, the issue that a lot of activists, a lot of our advocates, a lot of your listeners are uh, working on is a proposed change to Social Security disability benefits. And it's a, a proposed regulation that, if promulgated, would create new burdens for millions of people with disabilities. And under these proposed regulations, more individuals who get the supplemental Social Security uh, insurance and the Social Security disability insurance would have to prove their disability every two years. Oh, so generally, that. I think we know that there are two types. There's the supplemental security insurance, and, and that pays the monthly benefit if you have a, a child or an individual with disabilities with limited income. And then there's the Social Security disability insurance that has a monthly benefit to people with disabilities and cer certain family members and that's based on a work history and Social Security taxes. And both you have to qualify for these programs, and it's not easy ever to qualify for these programs. And the proposed changes would increase the number of people who qualify for frequent medical reviews. Currently, there are, uh, there are reviews that take place. Uh, and, and so why is this a problem? Well, first, the Social Security Administration is looking to cut $2.6 
billion dollars from this disability safety net over the next 10 years. So we see this regulation as one pathway to this fiscal goal. So the more people you have undergoing these reviews, the more chance you are to throw people off of this disability safety net. The other reason is, uh, you know, you have a lot of people with disabilities who have filed for these programs on their own without legal representation. So now you have more people having to go through these more frequent reviews without legal representation, so a lot more people are exposed. Also, the proposed rule forces a lot more people to go through this very time-consuming, stressful process every two years. So at Advocacy Matters, we really want people to weigh in on this proposed rule change. And the deadline for the public comment is the end of this month, January 31st. On our website at disabilityrightspa.org, we have a link that takes you right to the public comment section for the Social Security Administration. So you find our Advocacy Matters segment at disabilityrightspa.org. It's up there now. You click on our segment, you find uh, the link, and you go right to the regulations page, and you write a comment. You tell Social Security this is a bad idea. They shouldn't be cutting uh, the program, uh, saving dollars on the backs of people with disabilities. We also have lots of resources so you can find more information about this issue. And if you want, on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, you can go hashtag no social security cuts, and read what the community is writing about this. So please, Advocacy Matters, do this before the end of the month. Now, this is a big thing. This is huge. So, you know what, people, you got to go do this. You got to go make those comments, and Disability Rights PA has made it easy for you to do that. So once again, please share this. Tell everyone because I'm telling you that would impact so many people uh, that need this safety net. It would be horrific. Uh, And I can't thank you enough, Perry, for bringing this to our attention. Always happy to do so. And again, you know, so many organizations are happy to work with people to go back to work from Social Security. We have lots of programs ticket to work and and all sorts of other things, but this is really unfair. Uh, DisabilityRightsPA.org, check us out, click on the link, uh, follow Twitter at hashtag no social security cuts, read what the community is saying and educate yourselves about this issue. Right, and make a donation. So that's Disability Rights PA, and by the way, I am so proud that I serve on Variety, the Children's Charity, and Disability Rights PA, two great organizations. So thank you so much for calling in, Perry. Always, Joyce. Thank you. That's not good, is it, Charlie? No, and I pulled it up, and it's just as easy as she said it was. While I was listening, I pulled it up on my computer. That's good. Come on. Folks, make a comment. They, you know, you can't sit back and say, oh, my God, they did this. Make a comment. Do something about it. Um, And, Charlie, one thing I want to make sure, this is so important that 
you know, the show goes so fast, but this is something we absolutely have to talk about. My bike, my stroller, but my, and, you know, my voice are all such great offerings. But Charlie, we were given a huge gift in Pennsylvania uh, of, of bikes. And I wondered if you could talk about that for our listeners. I'd be delighted to. So one of our great partners is um, Leo Gerard and the United Steelworkers. Uh, Mr. Gerard just retired as uh, the international president of USW, which isn't just steel. It represents paper and other industries. And um, Leo has been so involved with us, and he got Governor Wolf involved, and they rode adaptive bikes together. But really, what changed Leo's life was a six-year-old who had no language, maybe two words when we met him. And we kicked off um, and had a press conference, and Leo and I presented Tyler with a communication device. And the next day, because he had been working with a speech therapist, he used the device to tell his mother he wanted two hot dogs and strawberry milk for lunch. First time he ever talked to his mom, told her what he wanted to eat. And um, then he was cheering the Pittsburgh Penguins with his two sisters. They were all saying, let's go Pens. He was just using his communication device. And then I was in their home when he said to his grandmother for the first time, I love you, Nana. And she's sobbing. She said, Charlie, I know he loves me, but this is the first time he's been able to tell me. Well, what happened for Tyler over 18 months, he went from no voice to the communication device to his own voice. In fact, when we had the last press conference over a period of 15 to 18 months, that's what happened. And he sang me. Happy birthday. And I love my family, but I'll never forget being sung happy birthday by Tyler. And I talked to his mom the other day. He's made so much progress, he doesn't use the communication device anymore. And she said, Charlie, we just had our IEP, our individual education plan meeting, and they believe that by the time the school year is over, which is second grade for him, he won't even need to be pulled out of class for individualized speech therapy. Wow. So what happened was, yeah, so awesome. So Leo Gerard went to Governor Wolf and um, because he's so convicted that children need to have a voice 24-7 all the time to talk about their pain, to talk about what they want to eat, to express their thoughts and feelings. And so thanks to Governor Wolf, We've received a grant from the Department of Community and Economic Development that will fund nearly 1,000 communication devices. So the challenge for us in the 59 counties of Pennsylvania that we're we're serving, 58, 59 counties, is to find every eligible child because I think we have a great opportunity not only to change those kids, but we could change Pennsylvania and we could be a model for the nation that shows that you can prioritize kids who are nonverbal and that they can have meaningful social interactions either through the device or through finding their own voice. So we really in Pennsylvania have to get the word out about the My Voice program so that families can apply and come to us and um, see if they're eligible. And we have high income eligibility. This is what is, I thought it would be great news when we set it this high. 
but the family sometimes think it's too good to be true. Like you can make $128,750 as a family of four and qualify. So while we have one out of four kids living in poverty, and I don't know how you live in poverty, plus have a child with disabilities, but we're also serving working families. So I hope everybody who hears about this from you or is in our area or is in a leader in our area um, joins the team in helping to get the word out because we have this unique opportunity that we can be a light now for all of Pennsylvania and the nation. But we have to get it done. We have to find a 1,000 kids plus more. Okay. So, Art, just so you understand, these My Voice devices, an iPad, is going to allow children that cannot speak to have a voice. How about this story about Tyler? That that now he can't. I mean, that is just the most phenomenal story. But if you know of a family in need that is thinking, well, I would never be able to afford anything like this. You got to get in touch with us, Charlie. The website again. How do people reach you? We have Variety Pittsburgh, P I T T S B U R G H dot org. All the information's on there, and if families live in our region, they can apply online too. But all the information is there. All the um, the requirements and what we need. See, the thing about communication devices, we work very closely with speech language pathologists who know what's the best communication app for each child. It's individualized. What you need, the app, the communication app you need, might be different than what Perry needed, which might be different than what I needed. So we're grateful to have the partnership with speech-language pathologists who are working with the kids, who know the kids, and often have the trust of the parents um, together, but they have to figure it out. We're not the experts. We're the helpers. And the speech-language pathologist figures out, you know, depending on the origin of the communication disorder and, you know, is it apraxia, is it autism, you know, what's causing the challenge. They figure out what's best for each child. So I love that, too, because we tailor it to each child. Yeah, that is so awesome. And, again, go to the website. But listen, tell people, tell people and tell people to tell people because look what you're doing. You're helping some child with a disability, get a voice. And that, how important is that? Um, Charlie, one thing I want to make sure we talk about, Mike Schneck, Steeler, is our chair. How the heck did we recruit him or get him as our chair? And what is his passion like? Oh, that's terrific that you asked me. I wish uh, Mike could have been able to join us today because his story is really terrific. So he was the long snapper for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a number of years. And if you live in western Pennsylvania, you know we don't call them Steelers. They're Stillers. It's kind of with an I instead of an E, the Pittsburgh Stillers. And um, Mike grew up in Wisconsin. And interestingly enough, his dad was on the board of Wisconsin in in Milwaukee. So he would say to his mom, Mom, what's Dad doing tonight? And he would be out at a variety meeting. So when Mike came to play for the Steelers as the long snapper, he called variety, which is what a testimony to his character. He initiated. He didn't wait to be called. I don't even think the people here would have known his past. But he calls up and says, how can I get involved? 
and Mike's been a terrific board chair. Um, one of the perks when you get to work with a former Steeler, we get to go to Steelers training camp and take a bunch of our kids. Well, our kids, usually they don't ever get that kind of like VIP priority treatment. You know, they don't get the quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger stopping to sign their autograph for one of the other players because, you know, they're not given the access. And um, so having Mike, whether it's that or just leading us, his passion and commitment to empowering kids with disabilities to love, to live life to the fullest is just awesome. I was on the phone with him earlier today, and he has opened so many doors for us through his relationships, and um, we're fortunate um, to have that connection with Mike. And a testimony to his dad. That's what I tell him. A really cool thing, when his daughter was six, you'll love this, Uh, I think Kylie is 13 now, Um, when she was six, she asked for her birthday for the American Girl doll. But because her her father in particular, Mike, had exposed her to variety, the accessory she chose for her American Girl doll was the wheelchair. And so I thought, how cool is this? When she's playing with her six-year-old girlfriends, they're integrating a girl in a wheelchair. So as they grow up, they don't know it at six, right? But as they grow up, it's going to be typical. Of course you have a friend with a wheelchair because that's how they played. And they've gone out and done fundraisers. But I thought that was a really beautiful kind of thing that she chose the wheelchair as the accessory to play with her little girlfriend. And I remember when she had a lemonade stand, she was so proud of the money she raised. Well, isn't that the kind of kids we want to be building who have a sensitivity to others? So to Mike and Mandy um, and with their three kids, they're building a gener- the next generation who care about all kids, and our kids in particular. That is, that is wonderful. So, Charlie, for people listening to the show today, what, how can they help you? The, how can they help Variety the most? What can they do to help you the most? Well, I think having had the experience I was fortunate to at Highmark with uninsured children, we have in Pennsylvania an opportunity to, through the My Voice program, we have to get the word out to everybody because if we succeed and find these 1,000 children, it gives us the opportunity to go back and advocate for more kids. But if we fail and don't spend all the money from the government, we will have have not leveraged this opportunity. So we need everybody in these 58, 9 counties to get on board with us and look for the kids. Like Governor Corbett and I are going to Schuylkill County, which is rural Pennsylvania, uh, next Monday, and we're going to give away uh, 24 adaptive bikes and strollers and 28 communication devices, and 70% of those kids are under six who are getting communication devices, so that we're getting them young. But the message to me is if we can do 50-plus kids in rural Schuylkill County, where some of the families don't even have broadband service, they couldn't, they couldn't access this program because they don't have broadband service. But if we can do it in Schuylkill County, why can't we do it throughout Pennsylvania and make Pennsylvania again a light? So we have to, to me, we have to seize this moment and not let down the kids and the bigger movement that you, I know, are driving that we raise up 
those with disabilities and empower them. But we have to seize this moment now, or I believe, honestly, we'll regret it if we don't seize it now. We will. And, Charlie, that's 1,000 voice devices. That we already have the funds for. We're just looking for the kids. We're not asking for the money on that. We need to find kids who could benefit. Now, what a great problem to have. Oh, I know. I know. And you know what? You know what it is? Getting out the word. Getting out the word. We've got to work on that. Um, And, Charlie, is that only Western Pennsylvania we do this? We do it in about 58 counties of Pennsylvania. There's a variety in Philadelphia. That's not our region. But we're in – so, you know, we're from – Erie to Scranton to the um, southwest corner of uh, Pennsylvania to Harrisburg. So there's a it's a great um, area, um, and we're going to be up in um, well. Interesting, you'll love this. I'm going to be on the 27th up in Erie at um, St. Vincent Hospital. The mayor is going to join us for the kickoff of my voice finding more kids, and we're giving out 24 up there, I think. But the mayor understands because he has twins who are 34. One's a big, strapping young man, and the other is a very small, uh, his twin sister, who has Down syndrome and autism. The mayor gets it in his soul about how important it is to help our kids communicate, and he and his wife will be joining us because they feel it. You know, this isn't a cause. This is personal. And that's what we need, more leaders who feel in their soul um, that uh, we need to give kids the opportunity. And I have found, that I know you do too, if we serve these kids, they're going to change our lives. I know from Jacob, whose mom called in earlier, I'm a different person because of Jacob. They thank me, but Jacob changed my life. And I think I wish everybody could have these experiences with us that, yes, we're helpers, but we're also being changed by the kids and their families. How blessed is that? It's like right. terrific. Oh, my God, yes. Well, sadly, we've come to the end of the show already. But since we always have a quote at the end of the show, Charlie, I'm going to let you give the quote that is the quote you give all the time that's on your signature. Well, On the signature, which is our message about from Mr. Rogers, is, but before that one, if I could real quickly, Fred always said, the only unique gift you have to give is your authentic self. And I think we should also all remember that, that through through giving, um, uh, being our honest selves and talking about these things like we are today, like how hard it is when your child can't communicate. Those are the things we want to um, say and share with people. But the other thing is Fred would say that um, his heroes are those who help children. And that's what we really want to come back to. And that says it all right there. Anyone who does anything to help a child is a hero to me. And Joyce, you know what that means? Hero. You are. Oh, thank you. Well, folks, we got to go. We got to go. This is the end of the show. But I hope you tell everyone about it and be with us next week when we talk to Greg Pollack, Accessibility Officer at PNC. Talk to you all next week. 
Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.